Back here on this Saturday morning, Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole. It is Sports Medicine Weekly, Chicago's premier sports medicine program, coming your way each and every Saturday between 8 and 9 a.m. only on 670. The score website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. Dr. Cole, we often talk about orthopedic injuries, uh, but there's also some medical conditions that uh, you have to face, right? Both as an orthopedic surgeon, I imagine, and also as uh, your role as head team physician with the Chicago Bulls and also with the Chicago White Sox. Yeah, we've had, uh, we've had a number of instances, for example, people who have diabetes. They have maybe congenital high blood pressure. They have heart conditions. Uh, they have inflammatory conditions like lupus or rheumatoid arthritis or liver problems and things like that. And I'm going to be honest, Steve, those are some of the most difficult things to manage because you have to take an athlete who has to function at the highest level, make them feel at his or her best, and then find at the same time and monitor the proper medical regimen to get them there. So the challenges and the the, 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 the cycle of ups and downs and waxing and waning and how they feel can be a real challenge. And, you know, frankly, as a team physician, an orthopedic problem is much easier to manage because there's a beginning and there's an end point. This is one of those things that requires ongoing attention to get the, to make the athlete feel well, keep them safe, keep them healthy, and then get them to reach their performance goals for themselves or for the organization they're with. So it's a particularly fascinating area for me, to be quite honest, because you have to know the science you have to be really sensitive and patient and figure it out and, and collaborate with a number of specialists often to get it right. We've got a great example of, uh, of a medical condition with a high-performance athlete, a young woman named Spencer O'Brien, a professional snowboarder from Canada, and she's defending a Winter Dew Tour champion, a six-time X Games medalist, Olympian, um, a five-year veteran of the Canadian national team. She first learned to snowboard at the age of 11, turned pro just five years later at the age of 16. And in 2013, at the age of 25, uh, Spencer was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis just two months before the Sochi Winter Olympics, a genetic condition that plagued her for over a year leading up to her diagnosis. So, Spencer, thanks so much for Joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly, quite a story. Uh, let's ask, can you, can you take us back to uh, how you first learned you had uh, rheumatoid arthritis? Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, yeah, as you said, I was uh, diagnosed at age 25, uh, and that was, yeah, just two months shy of the Sochi Olympics. So I had completed that um, qualification year, just riddled with injury. Um, and, yeah, looking back, they were all very specific joint injuries, um, and a lot of them kind of were un- unexplained. And my doctors kind of just chalked it up a lot to old re- injuries that weren't rehabbed properly and just the nature of my sport. I do a very high-impact sport that's really hard on your body. Um, and, um, yeah, it basically was a lot of months of me being a lot of pain and, and not really knowing why, Um Spencer, uh, did, did, it, did it start in your face? Like the thing about rheumatoid arthritis is it has a really interesting but somewhat it can have a predictable presentation. And when I've seen it in athletes, it often starts out before you get any joint problems, you just, you're fatigued, you just feel awful, and you can't figure out why no matter what you do. You get tons of sleep, you eat well, but you don't feel well. And then it starts to involve the small joints. Did you have a atypical or uncommon presentation of it? Um, yeah, I think I definitely um, have experienced fatigue 
for a long time, and I actually didn't even know that that was a symptom until recently. Interesting. Um, when yeah, someone interesting. told me that, I was like, oh, wow, that explains so much as wow. to why I'm so tired all the time. Um, so, yeah, looking back, I think I definitely um, did have a lot of fatigue issues because I do get a lot of sleep, and I obviously I'm an elite athlete, so I focus on my nutrition, and I train, and I take a lot of effort to, you know, be the best at what I do. Um, but it definitely started out, yeah, really small, niggly things. Like my knees would hurt um, before, like while I was warming up for a workout. Um, would and they, I just would they swell? Up. Would they swell at the time? Um, they wouldn't swell very visibly um, mm-hmm. at all, but they would just feel like very full and really stiff. So okay. if I was going through squats or lunges, like they would just, yeah, I just felt like there wasn't a lot of range there. Um, and I would kind of push through and push through. Um, and I just kind of chalked it up to getting older, to be honest. Um, you know, I'm 30 now in an action sport, which is um, a lot, like much on the older scale of things. And even at 25, um, that's that's not considered young in my sport. Um, so I kind of just chalked it up to about, you know, 12 years doing a really high impact sport. Visiting with Spencer O'Brien. Spencer is a the defending Dew Tour champion, a professional snowboarder from Canada. And uh, interesting topic, the challenges athletes face with rheumatoid arthritis. And also, Spencer, from what I read on your bio, severe anemia, correct? Yeah. Um, right after we were I, the RA was diagnosed, uh, we obviously ran a bunch more thorough blood tests. Uh, once I received that diagnosis, and they discovered that I was also severely anemic. Let me let me Which, ask you a question. A, sorry, forgive me. Go ahead. Sorry, no. Go ahead. Yeah. So, how long did you, in your mind, say I don't feel well and went undiagnosed? Like, how long did it take before you found you were twenty five? But how many years were you or months were you suffering with? Just I'm not right. Um, I think looking back, it was at least a year, probably mm-hmm. about a year and a half Okay. Um, that I was feeling symptoms and just kind of pushing through and, and thinking that it was normal pain. Yeah. Um, and then seven months where I was really concerned and I, I felt like there was something wrong with me. And what, what I imagine it was a blood test. Someone finally had the wherewithal to order a, a, the proper inflammatory panel and, they, and it showed up. Is that how you finally got diagnosed? Um, well, actually we... After, I think, maybe probably five months before the Olympics, uh, around there, mm-hmm. maybe four months, I went to my doctor and I was like, I'm getting all these random joint injuries like, and I don't feel well. Like, I think there's something wrong with me. I kind of knew in my, in my gut that there was something up. And um, he, he, he agreed with me that it wasn't really normal, all of these, these injuries that were quite unexplained. And he ran a bunch of tests and my inflammation levels actually weren't alarming. Yeah. So they didn't they didn't diagnose it at that at that Got time, it. and I don't have the genetic marker in my blood. Got it. So your rheumatoid so, factor negative. Yeah. So, okay. so it made it much more difficult to diagnose. Right. Yeah. So so here's the I'll share a, a brief story. When I was a resident, I trained at a place called the Hospital for Special Surgery in New York, and we used to have this clinic every Wednesday that the residents would run, and it was the CAP clinic. It was the it was the rheumatoid arthritis clinic. And we were operating on patients with rheumatoid arthritis 20 years ago on a regular basis. They were having cervical spine, hand and wrist, knee. I mean, it was, it was like an epidemic. And this is the only disease that I can think of in my sort of contemporary training that has been successfully managed with medication. 
the amount of times I operate, I have an operator, I operate on maybe one a year would maybe be at a shoulder replacement for someone who's just had it long enough and occasionally some knee issues because of being on steroids and things like that. But um, mm-hmm. it, it is the one condition that can be managed successfully with medication. So just bring us through briefly what you went through to get on the proper, med- proper medical regimen and what it was like if it and when it became successful. You say, oh, my goodness, I really figured it out. I feel good. What was that like? Um, yeah, I, of course, when I found out, I was devastated. Um, I was, you know, two months away from the Olympics. I hadn't snowboarded in seven months. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was shocked. I was just, I was heartbroken. Um, but at the same time, having a diagnosis was, it was relieving to know what was wrong with me. Yeah. Um, and I do remember the morning I woke up uh, after I, my medication had finally kicked in and I woke up without pain. And it was the first night in probably six months that I had actually slept through the night. Mm. And yeah, it was like the whole world lifted off, off of me. It was amazing. I, I really didn't understand how much pain I had been in until that moment. Um, but unfortunately, about two weeks after I began that medication, uh, it stopped working, and I had just returned to snow. I was back in Colorado at, at altitude, and for whatever reason, I just woke up one morning and all my symptoms came back. Um, so my doctors then put me on a very heavy steroid um, going into the Olympics um, just so I could get through the games. Uh, and when those were finished, we took, it took me off of that, and um, I began the process of kind of going through the different meds, trying to find the one that worked best for me. Um, I ended up going through about five, four or five total before I ended up on the one I'm on now, and, and that's me managing my symptoms extremely well for the past three years. Let me ask you a question. You mentioned you went seven months and you were two months away. Did Were you unable to train and you're two months away from the Olympics? Yeah, I hadn't snowboarded. I, w- I went down to Australia to, I had had a Baker cyst in my knee, but uh-huh. I didn't do anything to my knee. So they were super confused by that. Yeah. Um, and I had actually been on a pretty high anti-inflammatory for my knee. So I actually went down to Australia to ride to test that out. Got it. And then I ended up getting capsulitis in my toes. Oh, so that was kind of like the in final joint injury where I was like, okay, this is weird. Like, what is up? I've had bursitis yeah. in both my shoulders. I've had a ganglion cyst. I've had a Baker cyst. And now I have capsulitis. There has That's to be crazy. something up. Yeah. Um, and so I, I went down there, but I really, I couldn't really snowboard. Um, the, the pain was just too much. Uh, and it was kind of once I came back from that trip that things actually got really bad. Um, and that was when we finally figured out what was going on. Again, we're visiting with Spencer O'Brien, a professional snowboarder from Canada. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole at Sports Medicine Weekly. Very interesting story of a young woman who is a Olympic snowboarder and suffering from rheumatoid arthritis and also severe anemia. So my question as a follow-up, and almost to wrap it up, Spencer, we really appreciate you joining us here and telling your story, is how are you now and do you have the medicines that are necessary to take this uh, condition under control? Uh, Yeah, I'm great now. I feel very, very lucky to... I've had incredible physicians who have helped me find the drug that works well for me and my symptoms. I know that so many people with this disease struggle with that probably, you know, for years and years to find something that really works for them and manages their symptoms so they can live a normal life. Um, and I just feel so grateful to be able to do what I love every day. I don't, I don't take 
I don't take that for granted ever to be able to snowboard still and to be able to, to move my body and train the way I want to. Uh, and yeah, I feel really lucky that I'm on a, on medication that, that really handles things and, and allows me to, to be the athlete that I know I can be. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the great thing is now that your, your amazing success story, it's hugely inspirational and just, I'm sure you've had a tremendous impact on dozens of other athletes. This is a rare problem. But my guess is you have a whole circle of people that you now have around you that rally together because you need to lead by example. And I have to imagine you are just a tremendous positive impact on other athletes of any level uh, now that you've sort of mastered how to manage this problem. Is that fair to say? Um, yeah, I think so. I was really nervous to speak out about about it. Um, I didn't really want to be defined by another. Sure. Sure. But doing so has been one of the most empowering things of yeah of my career. I mean, yeah. the people that I've met and the stories I've heard. There's just so much courage um, in the community of of people that suffer from this, and um, I feel really lucky to be able to to give those people hope. Um, yeah. And I and I hope that they can find the relief that I found and, and be able to to do the things that they want to do. All right, I want to wrap it up with a takeaway from both of you and Dr. Cole. We'll start with you about symptoms, all right, about when, yeah. you know, what, what what should our listeners be thinking about when they think, oh, maybe it's mono, maybe I'm just sore and sure. tired. Sure, When does this go to, you know, wow, could it be RA, rheumatoid, rheumatoid arthritis? Yeah, I mean, um, there are a number of these vague conditions like chronic fatigue syndrome. People can have occult Lyme disease. You can have, you know, mono. You can have uh, uh, the rheumatoid arthritis and lab tests don't always come back positive. And what Spencer alluded to is that she had this intuition that she wasn't right. And she finally said, this just can't be right. I'm not, these are not injuries. There's something going on. So I would say that if you have these really sort of atypical progressive symptoms, it starts out with something kind of small and then it just continues to escalate over time and nobody's giving you answers because it's not on the radar you start thinking that you got might you got to start looking for zebras, and you don't want to be tested to death and get all these lab tests that are unnecessary and, and scans and things of that nature. But every once in a while, zebras become relevant, and you need to be in a good medical system to to figure it out. Don't be afraid to ask the hard questions as a patient. And Spencer, a follow up from you. I mean, do, you do you agree? Did you what did you learn from this about you know I'm getting the proper rest. I think I'm eating good, but there's still something there. You said it was in your gut, right? Yeah, I think um, learning to trust that intuition was huge. Um, and I think for me, um, kind of abandoning that athlete mentality a little bit of mm -hmm. like just put up with it and push and push and push and push. Sometimes that isn't the answer. And I think that's a big reason why I didn't get diagnosed for so long was because I I really just tried to push through. Um, and I wasn't listening to my body and I yeah. wasn't listening to my intuition. Great stuff. Spencer O'Brien, really appreciate you joining us. We wish you the best of success and uh, happiness and uh, good things happening for your body. Great. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. Appreciate Thanks. it, Spencer. Take care. Spencer O'Brien, professional snowboarder from Canada. What a story, Dr. Cole. Yeah, she's truly an inspiration, really. Wow, and that's we haven't covered uh, the RA no, before, so uh, she's, she, she was wonderful. Yeah, the rheumatoid arthritis and also severe anemia. Think about yeah. being on the top of a of a mountain, Can you right? Imagine? Yeah, I you're, mean, you're dealing at altitude all the time, and you're anemic, and what yeah. she went through to get your body to adapt to that—that that is no small task. Wow. All right, great stuff. And when we come back, we're going to visit with Christian Bezinar. 
talking about biologic surgery. So stay with us. Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole at Sports Medicine Weekly, only on 670 The Score.